0: Welcome. Uh, good morning, everyone. What a glorious day to be here. Uh, I feel it. Is it. Does anyone else love the upbeat music and just like gets into the jam? Isn't it so much fun? Good morning to those online. It is great to see you. Good morning if you are in Yarram. It is amazing that we can do church over two towns and further. You could be online anywhere. It is incredible. Uh, good morning to all the youth in the building. Can I have a shout? A louder shout. That is awesome. If you don't know me, uh, I am Brock. I help Lauren lead the youth team, and it is uh, incredible to be here with you. So I have two action items. Real quick, if you can pull your phone out and check in. Um, Check in on the Church Centre app. And also, can we have the uh, buckets passed around as well? We'll do that while I'm talking to you. And I'll give you some announcements. So, um, Kids is on, and um, that will happen in our Minute Chat. So, I have a few announcements. If you uh, want to get connected and you not, are not already or just want to, um, I don't know, say something new, tell us if you want to jump on a team, you can use your Connect cards to do so. Um, And if there are other things that I don't mention, you will also find that on the Church Centre app. Because I might miss a few things, but one thing I won't miss is Alpha is starting tonight. It is at 6pm, and we're looking at a huge turnout. It is going to be big, it's going to be exciting, and if you are not there, you're missing out. So uh, come back at 6 tonight, we're just starting. This is night one, so you haven't missed anything. Register as well. Uh, Jackie's told me, register, so we know what's going on. If you don't, we're lost. Uh, there is one other announcement which kind of confuses me, but we have Right Now Media, which um, you can... The church has an account, so you can jump onto the Church Centre app. No, you can jump onto our website or the, um, find it in the newsletter to make an account, And it says, it's the Netflix of Christian media and Bible studies. And I love Netflix. So it should be fun. If it's anything like Netflix, I'll be on there forever. Um, Other than that, I don't really have any other notices. So uh, what we can do is, uh, I'm going to pray now. And then we'll jump up. We'll mingle. We'll find someone new and um, have a chat with them. God, I thank you. Uh, for this opportunity we have, that it is a glorious day and we can connect with you and our church across, not just this building, but across multiple places and um, online and further. I pray that um, the Spirit is with us and that we are connecting with you and others today. I pray this in your name. I love you. Amen. All right, you can jump to your feet, find someone new and get mingling. Go for it.
1: God, you are so powerful you are beautiful and you are wonderful and we are so glad that we get to come come into your house this morning and worship your holy name Lord God I pray that your powerful presence would be here in Yaram in Sale and online this morning that we would just receive a fresh anointing from you Lord God, you are powerful, we know you are, so we pray that you would meet us in a powerful way this morning. I pray that you would help me deliver your words and your words only, that we might look to your word and have a fresh revelation this morning. In these things I pray, amen. You can be seated. It's so nice to be here with you guys in Yarem. Welcome. It's nice to have you online, you online in Sale. And it's nice to um, know that there's people online watching that that I might never meet. And I just think that's really cool. We get to continue in our Elijah series today. And I don't know about you, but there is just something about like Old Testament narrative. I don't know why. It's just been my favourite. It's been my favourite since I've been a little girl. And I was really thinking about it this week. And I came to no solid conclusions as to why I love it so much but I do so we get to continue on with Elijah and I think we're in week five but if this is your first week with us today it doesn't matter it's kind of like a story in itself so that's totally fine but if you have your Bibles or your phone we're going to turn to 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 1 to 18 and I'll read it all as well so if you're better at listening than reading then we'll do that together but chapter 19 verse 1 let's just dive straight in Ahab told Jezebel everything that Elijah had done and how he had killed all of the prophets with the sword so Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying may the gods punish me and do so severely if I don't make your life like the one like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow and I love that the Bible has just just hidden gems like if you were with us last week you'll know that Elijah killed I think it was 850 prophets and that's just you can't really kill that many people without someone noticing (laughs) so Jezebel notices and she's not happy and she just like God's done this really cool thing and she just completely ignores him so we know that Jezebel isn't the wisest person but I just feel like this is dumb like if you want to kill someone don't give them a heads up not that I've thought about it but I feel like Jezebel is just not showing a lot of wisdom in this moment. But nevertheless, Elijah became afraid, verse 3, and immediately ran for his life. When he came to Bathsheba that belonged to Judah, he left his servant there. But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I've had enough. Lord, take my life for I'm no better than my ancestors'. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. And my initial response to this is, like, I kind of want to shake Elijah. Because if you were with us last week, then you'll know that there's this kind of cool battle that went on between the prophets of Baal and God. And God totally won. Like, (laughs) there was, like, fire from heaven on this, like, wet altar and just like God won in a really cool way so you kind of want to shake Elijah in this moment like don't you remember don't you remember what just happened like yesterday or a few days ago like don't don't you remember but then in the next moment I also just kind of like take a big breath of relief and go like oh I'm in really good company like I'm not suicidal, don't get me wrong, I'm like, I'm all good, but I definitely have some moments where I just like have a moment, and I feel like Elijah's just having a moment right now, he's just like having a moment, he's really (laughs) upset. So I just think like, oh, I love it when the heroes of the faith just just need a moment, because like, there's so many times that I go through life, and I'm like, I just, I just kind of, I need a moment, I need a moment, um, So that kind of I feel bad for wanting to take Elijah because how often does God do something really cool in my life and then the next moment I'm like, oh God, where are you? And I feel like God would say to me, like, Renee, don't you remember? Don't you remember what I just did for you? Don't you remember your blessings? So I'm right there with Elijah. I get a bit traumatic sometimes and need to take a nap. And I feel like, again, if you're reading between the lines, it's just good advice. Feel a bit dramatic? Have a nap. It's good advice in the Bible. Um, Let's keep reading. Suddenly an angel touched him. The angel told him, get up and eat. Then he looked and at his head there was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord returned for a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat or the journey will be too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank. Then on the strength from that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He entered a cave there and spent the night. So Mount Horeb is also known as Mount Sinai, which might help you like tick a few boxes in your brain. So this is the mountain where people eat with God where Moses received the Ten Commandments. This is a really significant place in Israelite history. This is a significant place for Elijah. And I love that when he's afraid, when he doesn't know what to do next, when he's feeling a little bit emotional, I love that this is where he turns. I love that when he's unsure, he doesn't go back to people that have witnessed his miracles that can pat him on the back and be like, no. God is working it's all fine I love that he just goes straight to the source he's like I just need to go to the mountain of God I just need need to have a meeting with God and I think that's really cool so he does this he turns and walks to the mountain of God and I think that's just a beautiful thing suddenly the word so he's in the cave now suddenly the word of the Lord came to him and said to him What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I have been zealous for the Lord, God of armies, but the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they are looking to take my life. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the Lord's presence. And at that moment, At that moment, the Lord passed by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains, shattering cliffs before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a voice, a soft whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, he replied. This is probably beginning to sound a bit familiar. But the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left. They're looking to take my life. So we hear this reply from Elijah twice, and I just love it. Because throughout the series, if you have been following with us, there's like I feel like there's been a theme under the theme as we've talked about Elijah's life, and that's his prayer life. You know, we can't talk about his life without seeing his prayers and seeing the way he communicates with God. And it took me a few times to realise that this is a prayer. You know, I, lo- I missed it because he's standing in God's presence and I just think of it as a communication like how I'm talking to you. But then I realised, like, this is a prayer because this is how we get to pray to God. Whether we realise it or not, we're standing in his presence, communicating with him. And we might not always hear his voice as clearly as Elijah's hearing his voice. But Elijah's praying to him right now. This is like one and the same. And it kind of, it, I still can't quite wrap my head around it. But that, that is how we should envision prayer. That we get to stand before God and say, this is what I'm communicating. This is what I'm telling you. This is what is breaking my heart at the moment. I'm going to read it again because I feel like it's just in this prayer, we see, we see Elijah's priorities and he's had his moment and then he's gone on this long walk. And I feel like sometimes that's what I need to do. I need to have a nap and then go on a long walk and kind of get my head straight. And so now he's just, I feel like he's coming to God so beautifully. He says, I've been very zealous for you, the Lord God of armies. That's priority one. I'm committed to you, God. I love you, God. That's the first thing he says to him. And then the second thing is, but the Israelites, they have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. So the second thing he's bringing to the Lord is, this is what I see around me. There is depravity and there is brokenness. And this is what they're doing. And then he goes on to say, I alone am left and they're looking to take my life. Like, also, that's important. We'll tack that on the end. (laughs) And I want to have these priorities in my prayer life. I want to come before God and, like, he's the most important thing, first and foremost. And then secondly, like, I want to pray for the people around me. And then I would be like, oh, yeah, and I guess there's, like, this also, this is kind of important in my life. And I just think, like, how beautiful is this? that they're threatening his life, but he still prays before them before he prays for him. I just, I love that. I love that prayer, and I think it's such a good picture for how we can come before the Lord. So then the Lord said to him, go and return back the way you came to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you're to anoint Hazal as king over Aram, You're to anoint Jehu son of Nimshi as king over Israel and Elijah son of Shaphat from Abel Malholor as prophet in your place. Then Jehu will put to death whoever escapes the sword of Hazal and Elisha will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jehu and I will leave 7,000 in Israel, every knee that has not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. And if you're like me, then sometimes when there's big names and like... Pronunciation, you just kind of glaze over it you're like oh confusing confusing okay and I'm with it I understand again but the basis of what these verses are saying is that I'm bringing about a new thing God is saying there's going to be a new king for each of the reasons of um, Israel there's going to be a new king and I'm bringing someone with you that's for you you will no longer be alone and I just love that I love that after this long journey God meets with Elijah and he says like I'm going to do this new thing but if I'm being really honest that's the end of the story but we'll kind of go back to a few parts but if I'm being really honest there's something I don't like about this story (laughs) and God's word is perfect it is this is not an issue with the Bible this is an issue with me (laughs) um but the reason I want to talk about it today is because maybe I might put words to something that has been in your heart that you kind of haven't been able to put words to. Because at church, we you, if you've been around for a while, you've probably heard us talk about that still, small voice that God can come to us with. And often we talk about shutting the door, getting away from the busyness, getting away from the noisiness of our modern lives And just having a moment to try and hear that still small voice. This is something that we talk about and it's a good thing. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think we should all have quiet moments in our life. I think in the quiet moments we definitely can hear God's voice. But what I don't understand is that this is how Elijah positioned himself for 40 days he went on this walk he put one foot in front of the other this was down a desert road this was a hard journey this was not a fun journey and for 40 days he was in the quiet and the stillness and God didn't come to him on the journey and that annoys me like that God like come on come on 40 days and some people are a bit confused as to why it took 40 days is this symbolic if you know about Israel geography which I do not but I googled and it said it should have taken him 12 days so, but it took him 40 like what were you doing Elijah like what what happened on this walk and why wasn't there this word from God God has met with him before why didn't he meet him on the journey that annoys me and God's timing is perfect. This is not a God issue. This is a me issue again. I have my issues. <laughs> this is a me issue. But I'm so uncom- uncomfortable in the silence and the waiting and the longer the journey, the more frustrated I get. The more I'm like, God, come on. Like I know I'm not at the mountain yet, but you can give me like you can give me something. You can give me like a little a morsel. You can tell me keep going. You can tell me Something, anything, meet with me on the journey and it frustrates me. So maybe I'm alone, maybe I need to grow in my patience, but maybe there's part of you that's like, yeah, I don't know the last time I've heard God's voice and I feel like I'm on this journey and why isn't he speaking to me here? If we go back to the start of the story we get some hope for the journey I definitely get some hope for the journey the angel comes to Elijah not once but twice and it says specifically it was on the strength from this food that he made his journey and it was very simple a loaf of hot bread and a jug of water and the more you read the bible and the more you kind of get to know things like you kind of ...put pieces of the puzzle together. So you might already have some like bells going off in your brain... ...about like bread and water, we talk about that. We talk about that in church. Because we talk about that Jesus is the bread of life. That Jesus is our living water. He is our portion. And as much as I hate the desert road... ...as much as I hate the journey... ...and I just want to like get a jet plane and be at the mountain... God is with us on the journey. Jesus sustains us throughout. I think it's a really beautiful reminder that, yes, we should close the door and have our quiet times with God, but we need to live in this tension between expectancy and humility. Humility we need to come before God expectant that he can and will speak to us but we also need to just be in humility of like no matter the outcome no matter what I hear today I'll come back tomorrow I'll come back this afternoon I'll keep on coming back until I hear from you and then I'll come back again and start the process again expectancy and humility and we see this in the New Testament as well. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty says, "Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke, learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You will find rest." your souls I feel like I need to memorize this verse I feel like this is like the next one on the list because I need to remember where my rest comes from so the question the first question I'm going to ask is what's sustaining you what's keeping you going because I don't know what your journey looks like but I know that we're all on a journey we're all traveling somewhere so what's sustaining you because any earthly thing will not last the journey Any earthly thing will not sustain us throughout. And my next question is, is like, what are you walking to? Like Elijah, you know, when you're scared and afraid, are you seeking God's presence? Or are you kind of getting lost in the in-between? I think we can all get a little bit lost. We can all kind of get a bit distracted. So I want this to be like a little check-in station. It's like when you first met with God and the priority that you had of seeking him and looking to him and hearing from him, is that still your priority? Do you still believe that he does want to meet with you? Are you still relentlessly, relentlessly pursuing his presence? I think it's really interesting that like God and Jesus, both God, both separate The Trinity blows my mind. (laughs) Um, But Jesus is... is, is, Oh, there's too many S's in that sentence. Jesus is sustaining us to meet with God. And I was preparing that As I was preparing this, I kind of realised that it was like this picture of like a parent calling you up and saying like, I want to meet with you. I'll buy the train ticket. I'll buy the plane ticket. Fuel is so expensive right now. So I'll cover fuel... And you know what the journey it's going to you'll be in the car for a long time so like I'll buy snacks you know I'll pay the tolls I'll do I'll pay for everything I'll cover the cost I just want you to meet with me I just want you to carve time out of your time out of your day to meet with me come and meet with me please the cost is covered. So again what is sustaining you? And what are you walking to? I don't know why sometimes in our life we can go through these periods of time where we seemingly don't hear from God. (laughs) And I know sometimes it's me that I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting quiet. But in reality, I have walls up and I'm like, oh, no, God, (laughs) you can speak to me. But I don't want to hear B or C. I just want to hear plan A. that is how you can speak to me like sometimes it is definitely an us problem and we can look at our hearts but sometimes the journey is long and sometimes the road is so quiet but God he wants to meet with us his timing is perfect and he sustains us throughout Will not you stand with me as we close together and we kind of turn our hearts towards prayer? I think sometimes these messages, um, they can be really nice, but they don't change anything. You're like, oh, yeah, for a day. Like, that's nice. That's encouraging. Absolutely. God is my portion. Jesus does sustain me. And then, like, you go back to life and you're like, but nothing's changed. (laughs) But nothing has changed. And I don't think Jesus would put in the scriptures that he is rest for our souls, that he is living water, bread of life, if it wasn't going to change the every day. So that's what I'm going to pray for um, today over us in Yarem, us in Sale and us online, that, that there would be a tangible difference. That tomorrow as we go through the day, even if nothing changes, that that there would be a difference within us, that we would have this strength, that we would know where our stronghold is. And then also selfishly, I'm just going to pray that like God does the new thing, that we reach the mountain, that he meets with us, that we experience his presence and he changes the circumstances of our lives. Because I think, I know he can do that. I know he can do that. And I know it's coming for you. God always brings renewal and He is a God that brings beauty from ashes. I know that he can do it, but I don't know when. So we'll be praying for both things today. As we close our eyes, we just come before you, God. We come before you and just humbly ask that, yes, your timing is perfect, but please, would you make a change? Would you bring about this new thing just like how you did for Elijah? You are a powerful God and we know you can do it. We can know you can bring about the change. So we just ask if it's in your will, if it's in your timing, please bring that renewal, bring that fresh anointing, bring that renewed presence back into our life. But if it's not the right time, I pray that you would just sustain us for the journey that you would be with us in a real and tangible way, not in a nice Christian way where we say, yeah, Jesus is with us, but it doesn't change anything. I pray that you would change our hearts and our minds and that we would walk with confidence, knowing that you are sustaining us, that you are actively with us, even if we can't feel you, even if we can't hear you, that you are with us. I thank you, Lord God that you are going to change things. This isn't just a nice, cute Christian message, but that things will be different from this day forward, that even if the journey is still long, even if we still have to walk the road and wait, I pray that your presence would be so tangible, that this wouldn't just be a comforting knowledge, but we would be able to rest In you that you are our living water you are our bread of life you are the rest for our souls I pray that we would lean on you in our humanness that we would actively seek you being our sustainer that we wouldn't turn to the earthly things that we would keep on turning to you of God I'm getting tired again I need I need that I need that thing that only you can give me And Lord God, I just pray that we would remember what we're searching for, that we wouldn't get tired or distracted on the journey and that our minds wouldn't be strayed from side to side, but we would just keep on going, well, you know, I didn't hear from you today, God, but I'm going to come back. I just want to keep on seeking your presence. And I pray that we would be able to do that, that we would be able to do that and not grow weary of seeking your presence. Lord God, I thank you. Thank you that you're with us on the journey. And I thank you that even though each and every one of our journeys look different, that it is unchanging that you're with us, that you sustain us. So I thank you for all these things in your name. Amen. Awesome. We're going to turn on the kettles and have cups of tea here in Yarram. And I'm sure everything is ready in sale as well for you guys to have fellowship together and enjoy your time together. And if you're online, I pray that there's someone around, hopefully, that you can fellowship as well with, um... But yes, everyone have a great week. Have a good week. Um, It's really nice being here with you today.